For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in Taco Tuesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams, Jake Meyer, as well as Quentin McCarty in on the Broncos Blitz podcast today. Uh, it's fun to have an uh, extra uh, guest, Quentin's... Uh, up and young, coming. Up and coming. Young hard charger in this game. I always tell everybody that uh, who listens to the radio show, uh, you know, I'm one of the, the, the greats hard, in Denver radio history. Hard charger. Hard is that charger. A, is that an Irv Brown? Legend might be strong. Folk hero. Um, so, you know, then I also say about uh, Jake and Quentin, they're the next great stars of Denver Radio, Denver oh. Media. So, yeah, I know it. So, we got a good one today. Um, a lot to talk about. Yesterday, right before we... Uh, did the radio show, and just before the podcast, the Cortland Sutton signing happened. And, you know, after 24 hours to kind of process it, think about it, look at the numbers, chew it up a little bit. I think that, um, I think it's, I, I give like the Dilla B plus A minus grade TBD to be determined. Um, because, again, if you run this thing back with Teddy next year, I don't know if all of that makes sense. I don't know if Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler, and whatever else they might, you know, come up with that receiver makes sense. It seems like a little bit too much receiver for a quarterback like Teddy. Like, okay. well, you know, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So then I'm like, well, maybe that money, if Teddy Bridgewater is your quarterback, could be best utilized, the Cortland Sutton money, elsewhere. Okay? Those are some of the thoughts that are going on in my head. But also, again, like we said yesterday, that's like all we want to talk about. If Russell, you know, what's a better way to lure and land Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? Well, it's by having a top five receiving group in the league, you know, or at least the perception of or the upside of that. Uh, Two great tight ends, um, two great running backs. I think they bring Melvin Gordon back now. Now I think they bring Melvin Gordon back unless Melvin Gordon wants to chase a dollar, but also Melvin Gordon's a good situation where he's making like seven or 8 million this year. He can go back next year and do another two year, two year times $4 million, something like that. Um, And he knows the workload won't be as heavy. I don't think he's trying to make no hall of fame. I don't think he's worried about that uh, type of stuff. It's not about his legacy for that guy or anything like that. Um, So um, say that's the case. They bring both those running backs back. I mean, like, it's easy for everyone to like pump up your own nads and like, yeah. damn, our shit don't stink. Woo, smell this poop. It smells great. <laughs> it's like, you know, you think, look at these great receivers. Look at all this talent. Every team thinks they got a bunch of young talent. But I think in the Broncos case, it's real true. It's just, yes. it's true young talent. Well, you're opening up a whole can of worms there. So you already re-signed Sutton and Patrick. That takes a decent amount of your cap space. And then if you bring back Melvin Gordon, then are you going to even have enough money to get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers in the building? Which then brings me to my next point. Maybe... Just maybe George Payton is trying to go the route of the Chiefs. He's trying to go the route of the Chargers. Build a solid team 
around a quarterback on their rookie contract so you don't have to pay the quarterback big money and you have a solid team around him, that seems to be a recipe for success for a lot of teams um, with young quarterbacks on rookie contracts, and you could build a strong team around that young quarterback. Quentin, what are you going to say? When I first heard the deal, that's kind of where my head went because I was like, well, are they going to have the money for Aaron Rodgers or Russell yeah. Wilson or something like that? And then I was like, well, the cap's going to go up. Well, when uh, – not Cortland Sutton, but – when T, uh, Patrick got his deal first, I was like, well, yeah. there goes Sutton. They're not going to pay both receivers all that money. Then the Patrick thing comes in. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. Are they giving up well, on Aaron Rodgers? Here's my thought. You know, a closer look. I don't have all the money in front of me, but um, I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last <laughs> night, and I got common sense. So here's my thought. Um When it comes to, like, truly the dollars and the cents, Javante's on a rookie deal a second round pick. Yes. Melvin Gordon and right now at seven million per plus the Mike Boone deal, who I haven't seen or heard from him. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know if he even exists. He might even be like a hologram or something. I'm not <laughs> even sure if the guy really exists. Um, and then Javante, between the three of them, you're like, well, you know, that's 10, 11, 12 million at that position. That might seem like a lot. But when you come back, bring uh, back Melvin Gordon next year at whether they bring him back, if they don't bring him back, Mike Boone slips into the two, they draft another guy, then you're paying nothing for that position. But if you do bring Melvin Gordon back, even at four or five million bucks next year, um, plus the uh, the five million you're going to pay, uh, do you know what? The four million. If he wants to come back, you got to come back and know what it's about. You're going to come back and be where you're comfortable. You're going to have a chance to share time with a guy who maybe they're friends. Maybe he's they look at him like a little brother type of stuff. I don't know what it's like. But if I get Melvin Gordon to come back at four, I'm paying Javante a million and a half and Mike Boone a million. I'm playing my my. Uh, entire running back backfield kind of department and paying six or seven million bucks for the season. That's cheap. Consider what Ezekiel's getting paid. Consider with some of the deals. So there and and I have a top ten group, potentially a top five or six group at that position. So that's like not only am I getting great value there, I'm I'm exceeding the the value. My guys are going to play two or three times the value of their worth there. That's the overachieving kind of stuff you need from your groups that lead to success and playoffs, all that kind of stuff. So then we move to the receivers. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. You got Jerry Judy on a rookie deal. So he's making probably about four or five million bucks this year. Um, you're paying to KJ Hamler probably about a million and a half, two million bucks. And this year, you're you're not paying, you're paying Cortland Sutton on a second uh, round contract. He's making no money. And you're paying um, Tim Patrick hundreds of thousands. He hadn't even bought his mama house yet. Okay. So this year you're paying those guys nothing. Okay. Nothing. So you might have to look at what you're going to be paying those guys next year, a little bit about a little bit of what you didn't have to pay this year. And then again, as we're putting the pieces together, well, we might be paying two receivers, pretty good money and a third one on a first year contract, but we're not paying our receivers much of anything. Okay. Right. So let's keep looking. Albert O and Noah Fant. You got Noah Fant on a, um, a late first round rookie f deal. He's probably making yes. about three and a half or four million bucks. Alberto makes hundreds of thousands. He ain't, I never told you that already. He bought his mama house yet. Okay. So um, that's your tight end group. Okay. You're paying him nothing. There's no more Vernet. Who is it? Verrett? Verrett. Jason Verrett? Right? right? You know, none of those overpaid one year, four or five million. We don't got we don't need any of that. We've developed two young guys. Right. Okay. Off so so far. 
other than a couple receivers who were not even paying top 15 money to, one top 25 and one top 15 money to, um, we're not paying our offense shit. So let's go to the offensive line. Garrett Poles makes a lot of money. We know that. Glasgow. Well, Glasgow, I think, doesn't come back. I doubt it. I think they move on from Glasgow or he comes back on like a two-year contract. like four million dollar, couple million, but he made yeah. his big contract. He can go somewhere else for a few more million bucks, yeah. play on a poop team, or he can stick around here where maybe he's comfortable and get us back for that big money that we just spent on him over the last couple of years. Right. You so got- miners, Cushenberry, um, who else? Natani Muti. There we go. These Dalton guys Reisner. are you're paying these guys. Riser's on a second round rookie deal. You're paying these guys nothing. So then Teddy. So, you know, so we ain't paying Teddy. They're paying Teddy. They're paying yeah. Teddy. They're paying Teddy. So if you want to bring Teddy back, man, it won't cost you anything to do it. You get Teddy on a low one-year uh, flyer, $10, $12 million deal, which will seem like high-end backup money or super low-end starter money. That's the offense. You're, I, I'd call that offense one of the bottom seven or eight paid offenses in the yeah. whole league. Yeah. And that's, I think, even with paying Sutton. And um, Patrick. Patrick. So where does that leave the defense? We know the defense is one of the most expensive in the entire league. But also, right. But now, no Vaughn. That's 19 million that you're freed up. Fuller's Um, not coming back. Kyle Fuller, the one year seven, whatever he made, he's not coming back. Who? What's Chubb going to cost? Well, we'll see. Probably not a lot. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. He's going to be in the fifth year. Fifth year option? Fifth that year fifth option. year option. Okay. So he's in a Garrett Bulls prove it year. Yep. Gotcha. So he comes back and proves it and gets paid like Garrett Bulls, or he does it and the Broncos walk away from him. And do you know what? Maybe he goes and signs elsewhere. Third or fourth round compensatory pick. Yeah. Hey, right. sometimes you take that L. Yeah. Sometimes you got to take that L. And again, it's a devastating L because he's not Josh Allen. You know, or it's it worse been, than that. It's worse than just Bradley Chubb, a, a guy who he drafted fifth overall, flaming out. It's way worse than that because he's not Quentin Nelson. Um, and there's two or three other guys who he could have realistically been in that draft right. who he's just not. And the biggest one, Josh Allen. We know we'd be, wouldn't be sitting here today um, wonder, you know, penny-pinching. Right. That's what we're doing right now, this podcast. We're penny-pinching because we're trying to figure out a formula and a way to win with what you said, uh, a, a first-round quarterback who we're going to play with, uh, pay, um, you know, seven or eight million bucks to why um, we're strengthening the team around him and try to go that Mahomes and Russell Wilson route. It's right. hard to do. Um, that's one way to do it. But... Um, Kareem Jackson on the safety. See ya, Kareem Jackson. You gotta go. Probably gotta go. And it's not because you can't still play a little bit, but it's because by the time this team team has turned the corner and is good again, you won't be a part of it by then. Yeah. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, So, and then uh, Darby and Callahan. One's gotta go. One, you keep one, one goes. Sertan, um, I mean, if Fuller wants to come back at veterans minimum, but he might find a few extra dollars somewhere else, contender, you know, go as to be a third corner there, fourth corner, whatever. I, I would keep Callahan. I would keep get rid Callahan. of Darby. It's so, you keep Callahan? I don't I'd know. Keep Callahan, but they can't keep him on the field. Can't keep him on the field. That's the only thing. I mean, he's they, a good player when on the field. When he's on, when the, he's field, on the field, he's the best slot corner in the game. Well, he's a good player, but, again, you got to be available, you know, um, not inavailable. Um on so many days. Disability. Uh, do you know what? Mm-hmm. The um, the linebacking with the injuries, the linebacking group is conforming, and they will be better b- 
because of Baron Browning. Yeah, they'll be better be- because of. I'm sorry, rookie deal on. Uh, yeah, uh, they'll Josie Jewell might come back, but not in the same feature role. I think you can upgrade from Alexander Johnson. I think you can upgrade there, and then um, I think that's probably a big position target position of need again. This for, yeah, yeah. for the Broncos that yeah. happens in the draft. And maybe you get a veteran there. I don't know who's, you know, that's a tough position to go find guys who are still worth the damn right, left right. and not all busted up. You gotta so you're right. Draft my linebackers. For sure. And then, place. like, you can't get desperate for the need to replace Vaughn. And right. I got to go overpay for, uh, again, it's um, quarterback, pass rusher. I mean, elite pass rusher. That Premier might be positions. your most valuable position after quarterback, which again, it's not quarterback. Then that it's quarterback, like a big gap. We're falling down to then the worth of another player. Right. Um, therefore being, you know, an elite pass, an elite pass rusher, not just any pass rusher. Right. I would go elsewhere and I have to think about it unless it's an elite pass rusher, which Thibodeau, the kid from Oregon. I mean, like who's out there, he's going to be gone a top three or four or five picks. Right. So, um, you know, um, so they that, go ahead. they could, you know, possibly work the cap and find a way to bring in Russell Wilson uh, or Aaron Rodgers with the current contracts that they have and find a way to get them to fit with the current cap situation. Um, as long as they, you know, get rid of some some guys and uh, they already have projected a lot of money to spend, and we just trimmed more fat that maybe people went, went unaccounted for, and the cap goes up next year. Cap yeah. goes up. That's this is kind of where you see what kind of GM you have. Like, is George Payton really that guy? Can yeah. he can he move the money? Because you know, uh, Kansas City had two million dollars and yeah. gave Patrick Mahomes a billion oh, yeah. dollar contract. And oh yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey got one. Everyone got one. So, like right oh yeah, that. there's always the so, philosophy and the thought. Well, you could always make it where you could rework right. deals. You could do all that kind of stuff. Where you but, you know, math class. that that stuff's only worth doing if you're a winner though right you can't be, you know bend over make all these you know for a, for a losing team because then you just put yourself behind the eight ball which maybe the chiefs are gonna start suffering from themselves you know i kind of think and you're a you know you're a chiefs fan quinn but i don't think it'll ever get as good for the chiefs as it is right now and what i mean by that is they may win it this year and they may be good again next year but that window of the five years with the one championship, I don't think the five years after, you know, after maybe next year for Mahomes, that Chiefs team will not be as good when his contract kicks in and all these big contracts kicks in. They won't be that, as good then. That's when you learn if you can draft or not because they're definitely yeah. going to have to draft well because oh, for there's sure. a whole lot of money tied up into some players. And like yeah. I said, it, including him. And the greatness so. of Mahomes. Again, like he's great right now, but also he's they ain't paying him shit they're until gonna, that year kicks in, and all of a sudden he's making more money than anyone's ever made in the league. And they got to work around that. They're going to try to real, uh, rely on him being so great that people want to come on the cheap, kind of yeah. like Peyton Manning. For sure, no, that, don't, yeah. and they will. Uh, we talked about one of the greatest free agent signings and values in the history of the game is Emmanuel Sanders, who right. leaves the Chiefs to come here for three years. I mean, Chiefs leaves them on the front, the door, the altar yeah. Oh, yeah. at the altar. Yeah. And, and we come here, wide yeah, receiver. and they come for three years of fifteen million dollars here. I bet you the Chiefs offered a few more bucks, but. Let's call that the halfway point of this podcast. It's been a good one. I want to talk about our partners, uh, DraftKings, okay? The DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This Thanksgiving, they have an off, uh, awesome promo for you guys. Be thankful, okay, for free bets, okay? That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up a what they're calling a turkey day no-brainer. 
Okay. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if your team scores a point. Okay. All DraftKings customers also can get in on these same game parlays um, that mm, I just love. You turn a little bit into money into lots of money okay by putting together what we did yesterday on the show we hit we gave you the four legs of a parlay on the show we said the cover of the buccaneers the under of 50 points godwin anytime touchdown score and brady over the passing yards We, we, we gave it to you we built it and that hit last night so um if you right now all new customers get a risk free bet up to 25 dollars okay for the Thanksgiving games, if your same game parlay doesn't win. So 25 on that parlay would have paid out like 400 bucks, Jake. And we just served that up on a freaking silver platter for you guys. So DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS. Bet $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets on uh, if either team scores a point, which... I mean, you see what I'm doing? It's like, no, it's just a gimme. It's a freebie. It's a hook. So promo code MHS is important. Uh, This Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, so I like where the podcast has kind of went. We really looked at the team itself, uh, the future of some of the guys whose futures are in flux a little bit. And kind of what I've come up with is the Broncos have tons of money to spend, maybe top five money to spend on what will be, if you're going to have Russell Wilson come here or Aaron Rodgers in a unique, in for Russell Wilson's sense, it'll be like, Patrick Mahomes super deal, which is unlike anything we've ever seen in the NFL's you know history. Right. If it's Aaron Rodgers, it'll be a unique, lots of money. Kirk Cousins three years times forty million, all guaranteed, hundred and twenty million dollars guaranteed, which is um, you know, and probably even a fourth year on there. It'd be something like that. So it seems like George Payton is. Well, I don't know. We'll see what he does with some of the guys we talked about. The um, It's yet to be seen. It is. But also, it feels like there's an opportunity to create so much cap space that not only could you bring Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson in, but other pieces as well, other players as well. So if you could get, you know, one of those quarterbacks, you know, I, I don't know why they would take a cheaper contract. Well, but they're not hamstrung by like Ezekiel Elliott deal and like an Amari Cooper deal, this kind of stuff. They're winning for it. Don't get me wrong. But there's certain, you know, when you're paying certain guys that kind of money, you can't move off of the, the off of them, off the position. You got to get your money's worth some value somewhere, even sometimes at like the expense of the success of the team. So. Um, you know, that's where the Broncos are at. That's kind of who and what they are. Um, you never stay the same in the NFL. Dan Reeves said that. If you listen to the show, Quentin, you've heard us say that a million times. Yep. You never stay, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're never staying the same. So I would say the Broncos are, they're, they're trending upwards. Maybe it's not that sharp Bitcoin, uh, you know, um, trend that Quentin has that Bitcoin. <laughs> He's, you know, he, what's Quinn done? He went all he's in. Gone, he's all in. Pushed he's all, all in on, on Bitcoin. So, um, but man, it's like how you spend the money and who, like who you spend the money on. It's, that's half of the battle. 
The other half is you have a quarterback. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, if you have a quarterback. Plain and simple. Well, because if you have a quarterback, you can miss a little bit on some of the money. Oh, yeah. You can overspend on a couple things here or there, too, because you think you're that kind of close. And you could afford to miss because your quarterback will bail They'll you out in most court. cases. Yeah. But if you don't have a quarterback, well, that's when, like, every fucking penny that George, you know, Peyton spins is, like. Under a microscope. Under a microscope and chopped up and, like, how does is the value playing out or not? And also, what's interesting is there's no true owner there probably is going to be a new owner of the Denver Broncos in the next 12 months or 18 months or 24 months. A new owner. A new owner. Okay? That changes a lot. Under new ownership. Okay? So that could mean a lot of things. That can mean, for one, in the time being, how much, mm, not just flexibility, how deep are the pockets that George Payton's right. able to dig in there and go spend. But I'll tell you this too. The Broncos are no dummies as a franchise. They're a legacy brand. They're one of the few brands like the Patriots who've become a truly iconic legacy brand like the Steelers, the Packers, the 49ers without having a team in the 40s and 50s right. when they used to wear freaking leather helmets and Otto Graham was leading them boys. You right. know what I mean? The Patriots have done that with Tom Brady's success. I mean, you know, people act like they've been winning since the 50s and the 60s and 70s. F no. Since I've, 2000. Hey, for this, hey, <laughs> yeah. Their best player was John Hanna, you know, before Tom Brady. And he's a Hall of Famer, don't get me wrong. Hey, don't come at me or I'll Steve Grogan your ass. You know what I mean? So that's, But what have they done now? Again, but also, also Quentin, and eight years ago, nine years ago, the Golden State Warriors as a brand, they're a third-tier brand in their own fucking state. In their own state. Yeah. You now, know what I mean? They're worse like, than the Kings who had the success with Chris Webber and Mike Bibby kind of stuff. Now, all of a sudden, there's Golden State Warriors jerseys everywhere. Not just like, there. They're one of the biggest everywhere. brands in, like, the world. Yeah, we're, like, in yeah. Japan and China where they love America, all that right. kind of stuff. I mean, like, the that Golden State Warriors brand and is they, now one of the most powerful brands in, like, the world. Because how can you hate Steph? Well, he's, he, you're right. Do you hate Steph? No, no. Okay, no. he Steph gave me that look. Steph is good with me. Yeah, me too. Nothing, you know, he's lovable. You know what I mean? He's lovable. You hit threes in your teams, you know, around your guy's eyeball, and you're just like, come <laughs> in. He's a sweetheart. Throwing mouthpieces. So, I don't know, man. Um, that's kind of the end of the podcast. Let's tie up a few little loose ends here. I mean, what do you got to say about coming to the discussion? Then we'll let Quentin go. Well, you know, the money situation and the future is looking brighter for the Denver Broncos. You know, like we've said, the the trajectory is going down the right path. And I think as long as they can find a quarterback, whether that be in the draft or through free agency you know or trade for somebody, the Bills were kind of modeling the themselves a little bit by getting. Um, they made a few moves. They got they trimmed some fat. Made a couple trades for some young talent. Some other teams. When Tyrod was the quarterback right when they were still you know when setting laying the groundwork down for um the opportunity to get the quarterback they move up to seven but they move up so early in that draft it wasn't for at the moment oh josh allen's on the board they move up to seven to have a chance at baker darnold allen rosen oh my goodness <laughs> and jackson lamar jackson right okay they wanted one of they probably saw themselves happy with Loving two of those guys would accept a third and wouldn't draft two of the others of those five. Right. Okay. So um, then 
Allen falls right into your lap at seven. What you did is you moved the pieces to get up. You wanted to get you. You saw Bradley Chubb. You saw Quentin Nelson. You saw yourself with either um, an elite defensive pass rusher, uh, all-time great offensive lineman, and potentially say they love Darnold and Josh Allen, which I freaking love Josh Allen. I loved him. I thought he was going to be the number one pick. And I thought he sh- should be, this, well, obviously he should be to me now. I think it's very clear. But back then I was just like, Elway, it's like looking in the fucking mirror, bro. What are we not seeing? What are we not seeing here? Do this. So, um, yeah. And then they go draft Josh Allen. They take some one year, put a little, you know, um, so, uh, weed and feed and water that, you know, watering them up. And all of a sudden, look what they've become. I mean, let's not. Check them right now for the bad loss this last week. That team's going to be good for a long time. Oh, yeah. So um, it feels like the Broncos are setting up the team around either the young quarterback who they're going to draft very high overall or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, which again, it's Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or uh, Corral, um, uh, who's Pickett. And maybe one other player who we're not seeing yet who will come up. That's five guys. Other than those five guys, there's not an upgrade to Teddy. Not really. Not a Tyrod, not a fucking uh, Garoppolo, none of those guys. So for anyone who's like, get Teddy out of here, anyone's better, that's not really the case. I don't believe that to be the case. Someone else might want to add a couple guys on that list. But to me, if it's not a t- top th- uh, one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, then I'm prepared to run this thing back with Teddy. Do I think yeah. that because I'm prepared to do it, Teddy's going to take him to the AFC Championship game and we're going to win a Super Bowl? No, but I think Teddy will make get you to the playoffs next year. I think Teddy gets them to the playoffs next year. Yeah, I definitely. Can see that. I, think, uh, I think Peyton has them set up to... They're trending in the upward direction. I personally have been saying the Broncos are going to come in second in the division for the last two years, and that's with no quarterback. Yeah. They, nobody's really sure how the NFL money works except for the GMs and yeah. the people that have mm-hmm. to work it. So he could be going for one of those two quarterbacks, and if they don't get one of the quarterbacks, uh, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, and they don't get what they want in the draft, like you said, they'll run Teddy yeah. back again. He'll probably get them to the playoffs. They might have someone they're looking at in the next year's quarterback draft and oh if they yeah do you know what if i do draft um if i don't draft one of those guys and i I draft teddy then i find i probably go second or third round quarterback right and but not with the intention of i'm grooming him like somehow drew Locke came into like they're in a like to be a incumbent with the intention somehow get rid of drew lock yeah i mean like well for sure i mean i think you know sometimes people just got to go their separate ways a little bit i'm surprised they didn't you know maybe move him for a fifth or fourth at the deadline but maybe they didn't have a single call either Who's to say? Um, but yeah, so um, that's the podcast. I think we did a good one there. I feel Solid. good about it. I think you guys did a good job. Um, and I think we kind of got a lot in. That's the, again, the blowback from signing two receivers to a lot of money. What does that mean? Well, sometimes you got to explain it to be something, you know, a lot of Broncos fans, the money doesn't matter to them. They just want all the best players. Right. But like, you know, in the real world a little bit, and they don't have to sit here and try to understand it. We're not trying to make them understand it. That how you spend the money is is the everything right it's the end all and the broncos seem to be trending in the right direction there and what's exciting a little bit if you can build excitement from a burnt cold dead heart (laughs) is um that they're competing now that they're not a shit team anymore and they got a real low payroll and lots of young guys 
So it's like the only we, the trajectory could only be upwards. Yeah. So where can you find the podcast, Jake? You can find the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Google Play Podcast, uh, Spreaker. Uh, you can find us on mylifesports.com, the uh, new coveted MyLifeSports app. It's a thing yeah. of beauty, and uh, that's that's pretty much what everywhere about, listen, you can find you it. If you like the podcast, which, you know, why wouldn't you? We get It's a good podcast. Then you'll love the radio show, right? Absolutely. Tell them about the radio show. 9 to 11 uh, a.m., My Life Sports, Mountain Time. Yeah. Um, 98.1 FM if you're in town. If not, which a lot of people aren't. MyLifeSports.com is Watch the easiest Watch it, MyLifeSports.com. You can get podcasted versions of it, which I went back and I was listening to you and me show yes, on the break during today's show. You know what I mean? And because I was trying to find that parlay, I was like, did we really hit that parlay that clean? We just gave it to him. And we did. And it was good. So It's radioception. That's right. So, uh, Quentin, thanks for being with us. No uh, maybe you do one more podcast with us this week. What do yeah. you think? Hey, I'm with it. You cool with that? Yes, sir. All right. For Jake Meyer, for Quentin McCarty, I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Good night.